Here's the latest CSM interview from Talking in Stations. Solar Terranogus. How do you say your name? Well, I say it Terranogus, but most people stumble over it at some point. Something like I just did, right? Just something like you just did. That's right. All right. Well, you belong to the Watchmen, is that right? Uh, I do, yes. On my main account, I belong to the Watchmen and, and uh, also have uh, uh, some affiliation with Pause Party. Oh, Pause Party. Sure, yeah. What um, What are the Watchmen like? I've heard that name before. That's a good question. They're primarily uh, Australian time zone uh, alliance uh, with uh, with some EU and, and uh, North American uh, content as well. Uh, we occupy a sliver um, of null second catch, uh, kind of on the, I guess you could say it's the eastern eastern side, um, uh, and we're uh, kind wow. of wedged up, kind of the top of the cake with uh, dangerous voltage and uh, tactical supremacy, uh, just below us. A busy area, isn't it? Right now, it is a busy area. Yeah, we're we're right on the, uh, you know, the the hood is getting. Uh, a little active at the moment. And you're also with uh, Pause Party. That's right, yes. All right. So Pause Party recently got evicted, and what did you guys end up doing after that? Well, I, see, that's where it gets interesting, mm -hmm. is uh, we happen in, in, my, in our corp to have a, a C4. And uh, we heard that uh, the Pause Party was, was interested in uh, coming in and that, that an eviction may be happening. Uh, it's it's kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll summarize it for you. We we uh, were preparing to to fight them off. And we thought we could do it, um, and we happened to listen to their uh, State of the Alliance address, and we were actually quite uh, taken with that, and thought that they seemed like a good group of people, and they seemed quite devoted to uh, to to Cascora. So we actually contacted her, uh, and uh, and offered them uh, a place to live to come into our wormhole. So they've done that. And set up in our in our C four, you know, for the time being, anyway. Um, and they've been a fantastic group to to run with, and uh, had lots of fun in their fleets, and you know, just being on comms with them. Wow, that's pretty cool. Kind of like a peaceful invasion. Uh you know, it was because I had a conversation with uh, with her and with with my CEO uh, and their head FC. Uh, sort of stating what our objectives were, uh, went for supper and came back an hour and a half later and there was already 11 of them docked up in our station. So uh, mm -hmm. thank goodness it was a peaceful uh, invasion because it could have been something quite different. Yeah, they came in peace. They came in peace, yeah. And I found that it was quite appealing to me actually to uh, to do something um, a little different in EVE than, than you know, the kind of the seeking conflict that uh, has always been the backbone of this game. So I found it quite rewarding to do, to get to do something like that, to be a part of that. Isn't that something like everything seems to be like PVP this, PVP that. And it just seems yeah. like to overshadow all the other really cool aspects of the games, the creative gameplay where people make services for other people or where people make peace treaties or people work something out. Everybody keeps going back to, at least the stuff that we hear about, it keeps going back to Killboard, who's dominating yeah. who, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I would have to say that uh, without a doubt, this has been the most satisfying part of my, uh, you know, seven years of, of playing EVE. 
It's an interesting parallel with you and uh, Minxie, who was the leader of a low-sec pirate group when she was first playing. She got tired of all of it and just quit for a long, long time. When she came back, she said, if I come back, I'm doing something totally different. She started up uh, with somebody else, Johnny Splunk, uh, the signal cartel, and she has never had more fun. Okay, sure, yeah. And signal cartel does does not PvP. They do the opposite. They are not allowed to initiate it. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's get into some of your issues are kind of interesting, actually. I really like these. Um, why isn't a, uh, AFK uh, an okay play style? Well, I think it was an okay play style uh, for quite some time. And, and uh, for, for some reason, uh, CCP has, has moved away from that. But really, when you think about it, what was wrong with that? Um, I think it kept the PvP players happy because they were you know, relatively soft targets that they could sort of count on if they if they went through an sec. Um, and I think it kept the ratting player base, you know, uh, happy as well, and that they could um, PvP and make or sorry, not PvP, but but make ISK in a, in a way that uh, made, made, maybe made a better use of their time. So I don't I don't see what the issue was there really. I think everybody was happy with that system with the grazing. Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, there's something about that, right? Like, one of the things that's compelling about EVE is that you are progressing when you're not playing the game, at least with skills and yeah. with industry. Sure. And so why shouldn't that translate to actually making money, like actual making money? And the only way to do that really is to generate or kills of NPCs. Uh, absolutely. And and there's uh, it's not like you can do that without putting your you know, whatever it is that you're flying in at the time at risk, whether you're actually looking at the monitor or not. And so it, it changes nothing from a from a, uh, a PvP standpoint. That PvE ship is going to go down, you know, eight times out of ten anyway, whether there's somebody there or not, just because they're not set up to PvP. Yeah. So if uh, CCP were to say, look, we're still doing this PvE thing, but we're going to keep it... We're going to keep the old system and the new system. We're not going to eliminate one for the other. You would be fine with that? I think I would be fine with that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about um, the other thing? The new players is something that you're very interested in. What's going on there? Yeah. Well, you know, having been through the new player experience, um, it's a bewildering game to try and get a handle on. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to know somebody, oh, the dogs are. It's okay. They want to talk to you. It's all right. They want to talk to you. Um, if, uh, if uh, you know, if you're lucky enough to have somebody, to know somebody in the game um, that can guide you through that, that's great. That takes some of the harshness of the learning curve out of the situation. But I thought that, um, you know, they talk about the game being stale and not attracting enough new players to stick around. I understand that because I quit for a good year after uh, after playing for four months. I quit out of frustration. And I thought that um, uh, if there was a, a supportive environment that a new player could sort of pick to go into, that wasn't populated by trolls the way NPC chats are, um, where you could rely on good advice, where that particular organization had a vested interest in you succeeding that it might work out you know better for everybody and so that's why i thought that uh having some system where where 
corporations could apply to be on what I call intake, you know, maybe for a week or two weeks at a time. And it would have to be multiple corps because there's too many different demographics in EVE to say, you know, just one corp uh, on in a week uh, interval. And, um, uh, and and so that this would be the place that, um, you know, part of the, the uh, character generation screen. Like, and I think a character could still, a new player could still choose to go to an NPC corp. But if they chose a, a player populated corp, you know, they'd get the same kind of rundowns, uh, same kind of descriptions as to where these corps were active. And, and how should a corp that sort of like thing. that, let's say they, let's say they did a system similar to that, or maybe uh, on your uh, player introduction screen, as you're getting involved, that's, um, you know, a, a list of a corporations comes up. What kind of criteria should really be listed there? From the corp side? Yeah. To attract players, what kind of criteria should attract players? I think I think language is a big one, um, and, and I think that uh, time zone that's active and, and region of space, what type of gameplay it is that they're doing, mm -hmm. uh, should should be listed so that you know a new player has has some sense of what they're getting into. Right, because I, I, I wonder if if the you know we do this, we do that. If that's um, that helpful, if people don't really know what they want to try, uh, and they all seem to overlap, like you have uh, corporations that just kind of say, "Yeah, we do everything," so they just list everything. Seems to be a lot of corporations do that. Like they throw a bunch of hooks in the water, hoping to get one fish for one reason or a fish for a different reason. Sure. Yeah. No, I understand that, and I think I think any corp is going to guide uh, players to do you know what the corp does the best. You know where they where they put their resources in into but you're right they're going to put hooks out i i think part of that would be that um uh that uh, a new player could rate their experience yeah you know having gone through that process say after after two or three months where they could rate how this experience has gone for them um and and that might um have some bearing on terms of who ccp or whatever sort of body it would be that would you know pick whichever corpse would do this because I think it would be kind of a plum thing to get, you know, to be that intake corp for a week. So would that be an anonymous thing just with the company or would it be a bulletin board that says these are good, you know, good reviews, bad reviews, like say Amazon? I think it would have to start anonymous and then be up for review after a, a period of time to see how well the system's working. Yeah. Not a bad idea. I think, you know, that's the idea that I'm, I feel most passionate about for sure. Why is that? You care about retention? I think retention is key to survival uh, of, of any game. Uh, and certainly Eve is, has demonstrated that it's got long, longevity. And it's nice to hear on comms that, uh, you know, uh, you've probably got a hint of how kind of what age group I belong to. But um, wait, it's what, nice what to age group do you belong to? Well, you know, I'm kind of in the in the in the late 40s uh, oh, demographic. So yeah, I figured it that. Um, but it's it's nice to see some some younger voices on comms and, and things like that. But I think that uh, you know, if he was going to have another fifteen years, they've really got to figure this new player experience out, uh, and uh, and work better at, at retaining players because it's an extremely frustrating. Despite all the efforts of the last couple of years, it's still an extremely frustrating experience for a lot of people. Yeah, there seems to be this uh, thing like, oh, uh, 2013, that's when most people played EVE. That also happened to be when MMOs peaked a little bit before, actually. In general? 
in general. Yeah, they all went downhill okay. after that. Uh, you've That's gone, gone downhill slower. So yeah. it's not like uh, we were immune to those waves of uh, people playing, but Eve has been one of those games that has survived the initial sugar rush of the first year or less and uh, crash after that. Yeah, and I think it's developed a certain amount of mystique about what happens in this game to keep people interested. It's just a matter of retaining the ones to try it or a good proportion of that. What do you think? Once you're hooked, you're hooked. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. What hooked you, and you know, what do you think actually hooks people? That's a really good question. There's probably a lot think, of different. Yeah, <laughs> kind of unfair. That, I think that what hooked me was how you know actually how difficult it was. Like it was not uh, something that was uh, you could sort of intuitively learn how to how to play it. There was so many, so much intricacy. In, in in gameplay and so many different facets of this this game um and there was always something new to learn uh and a new way to to do the things that you're you'd already been doing that just sort of kept me going i think that plus the uh you know the relationship definitely the relationships that you keep in game that you know you develop in game which, which have kept me going what is it you're coming into a situation you don't know anybody let's say Maybe you know one person yeah. on the side of the place. What is it that would keep somebody excited about the game or get them excited in the first place? I think success is what keeps people going or the promise of success. Yes, and it's a wide world out there and you can find success in little places. It's not all the same success. Absolutely. And that's why I think uh, running with a group with a proven track record of success, like an existing player driven corporation is the best chance of, um, you know, incubating uh, new players to have success. Why is that? Because they're going to actually get the wins and I don't mean PVP wins, but just they're going to be successful when they try to do something. I think, I think because, you know, they're, they're coordinating their efforts towards a common goal, uh, identifying what that goal is, you know, admittedly. Um, and because they have a vested interest in the new player, they're, they're doing what they can to, uh, you know, to make sure that, uh, you know, that they're effective in what it is that they're trying to do. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of people have put a lot of brain power towards trying to keep people because on the one hand, like you said, it's complicated, which is the gatekeeper, right? That's why we don't get yeah. a lot of certain types of players. At the sure. same time, uh, the complication is because it's the gatekeeper keeps a lot of people out. But the people that do make it in, what is it that keeps them around in the initial incubation period where they start feeling before they have enough investment to stick around forever? Um, yeah. But after the point that they've decided, I, I want to try this game out. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I, I'm sure that CCP will be working on that issue. Uh, it always has been. It probably always will. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, and my hope was to, to bring in, you know, maybe a different perspective than, than they'd heard before uh, with that issue in particular. Yeah, your perspective seems to be different than most people. Like the, you know, a AFK lifestyle, not such a bad thing. Um, mm -hmm. new player retention. We, uh, talked about that. There was another one. Oh, the balancing. You're like, oh gosh, anti-nerfing, yes. right? Or something like that. Absolutely. Well, you have to understand I came in in 2011. So mm -hmm. the Drake was the ship to, you know, and, and coming in, it's your, your, you know, at least mine. And I think I would be representative of most, most new players at the time. 
you're you're looking at uh, at missioning, and so the Drake was the thing to to uh, to train into. So I finally got it. Finally got there, mm-hmm. and I had everything sort of perfect, and then they nerfed it. So well, then I I switched to the Tengu because that was the thing, you know. Uh, and so I finally got there, and they nerfed it, and then and then I got the Nullsec, and it was uh, it was Ishtar's, and they nerfed the bounties on. Uh, on the rats, and then they nerfed the Ishtars. Uh, switched over to a carrier, and they nerfed that, and they nerfed you know bounties, and then a carrier again. And so it's a frustrating experience. You feel like you're being kited into training for, you know, spending your your skill points and and your your uh, your game time towards a certain uh, skill tree, uh, only to see it uh, taken apart. You know, the rug pulled out from underneath your feet. Um, and I understand, you know, that uh, maybe there's good reasons for doing that from uh, from uh, a PvP and a, and a meta PvP uh, point of view, uh, but uh, it doesn't really leave the uh, solitary player that's that's uh, trying to uh, isk their way up into uh, into something. Uh, well, it sounds sort of goal. it sounds like you belong to that middle class that. You know, it's whatever it is you're getting into because you heard it was good is already ruined by the time you get there because it's yes. been used too much. Yeah. So they nerf it right when you get there. So you're that middle class traveling through time, constantly exactly. getting nerfed. That's exactly what my experience has been. I'm always behind that nerf curve all the way through. Yeah, that's interesting because that must be the majority of people's experience because that's when it becomes a problem when everybody starts doing it. Or training for yeah. it. Yeah, I think so. And it kind of dovetails with uh, with my, you know, I mean, the CCP has made statements in the last year or so about uh, players generating too much in-game currency, uh, and that's the, the need for the nerf. I don't understand the, the macroeconomic um, mumbo-jumbo that, that comes along with that. But I think, you know, for a company that lives and dies by their ability to create, why can't they create some place for you to, spend that is that you are that that uh you know you can aspire to and, and want and, and that sort of thing i think they've done a good job up to this point so why are they taking their foot off the gas at this point well their skins uh there's clothing now for non really existent sure. avatars uh those maybe yeah. not, don't sell very well but uh yeah they have they've made structures and they've made them expensive uh i think yeah. the the problem is controlling scale because if uh, you want one guy to feel really powerful in say a Oracle, uh, then the guy that has the means will create 12 accounts and do that 12 times faster. And that just kind yeah. of, there's no way to yeah. like give an individual person a feeling of power without over overpowering people who can do multiple accounts at once. I'll tell yeah. you what would solve a lot of problems. You can only sign one account in at once, but that'll never happen. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, that should never happen. Truncates a lot, of, a lot of types of gameplay, but if you had to rely on other people th- for a Sino and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. That would be an interesting world for sure. I think, I think it boils down to that uh, Eve is a victim of its own success in some ways. Yeah, that's well put. So, um, so you're kind of like, you're, you're an older guy like me. Um, uh-huh. What's your perspective on... Uh, Eve Online's pathway so far, like, do you, where do you think it's going to go 
And why should you be a part of CSM to help it go in that direction or to keep prevent it from going in that direction? Yeah, I think, I think um, that's, a, that's another good one. Is that, is that too tough? No, that's okay. Let me think about this for a second. I, I think, you know, I, I come from a perspective of somebody that's been computer gaming since computer games came out, you know, and even uh, tabletop gaming before that in, uh, in Judges bars. Field. And yeah, there you go. Arcades and, and bars. Think, uh, yeah, arcades and, and, and that sort of stuff. And I, I think I, you know, I, I kind of bring that, that kind of perspective. Um, they've got something that's, that's terribly unique. I mean, there's nothing like it out there. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it attracts a certain type of gamer that doesn't exist uh, or exists in, you know, in small amounts. So you'll, you'll find Eve overpopulated with, with, uh, with uh, very accomplished consummate gamers. Um, and so you wouldn't want that to change. But I think that uh, I think that uh, CCP needs to take the long view with this game, and they probably do to a certain extent. But but um, I think if it's going to survive, they 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 need to uh, they really need to access the feedback of their player base, and that means all perspectives. You know, I don't think yeah. the uh, the the meta players that uh, tend to to get elected to uh, uh, CSM necessarily um, advocate for. Uh, the good of the game. I think. I think there's uh, there are uh, pet projects that might be good for for nullsec alliances and that so that sort of thing that have that have um, been in the forefront in the past. Now, obviously, I'm in nullsec. You know, I, I haven't even gone to to my alliance uh, or the coalition that that uh, we belong to mm -hmm. uh, to say I'd like to be your your recommended candidate. I've let them know that. I'm but I don't. I don't want to run from a from a uh, a legacy coalition perspective. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to run from a from a, a player experience perspective. Well, what's that feel like? Because it seems like what's happening now is the cart the cartels. That's probably a good name for them. But the blocks, yeah, it is a good name, sure. Yeah, yeah, the blocks are changing votes. They'll say we'll put ours on yours. We'll put you will put yours on ours, and you put ours on yours, and that kind of solidifies the top six of ten spots. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I you know have that, the YouTubers and yeah. famous people who are going to round out the bottom five or four or three. Yeah, uh, I know that you? you you have to be a high pro. You really have to be a high profile um, uh, person in this game in order to get elected. I think uh, for the most part. But let me tell you, mm -hmm. you know, where I live, I'd never seen it snow in July, and then a couple of years ago, it actually snowed in July. So I think there is a snowball's chance in hell. You never know. I mean, people <laughs> might uh, hear hear my message, uh, hear what I've got to say, and say, you know, it might um, strike a chord with them and think, yeah, I think we need this kind of perspective uh, on the CSM. And, and at the very least, you know, if if my campaign goes nowhere, uh, I have to believe that somewhere in CCP they're looking at at what I've written down and and uh, saying, you know, you know, there's some good points there that maybe we should we should have a closer look at. So if somebody's looking at the list and they say, I know that name, Solar, what does Solar stand for? And what's he going to do to represent the person who may consider him uh, a viable candidate? Uh, I think what I'm going to, uh, my, like I said, my, my perspective is, is from the individual player experience. It's not about uh, coalitions and alliances. It's, it's about the individual uh, player and, and their, um, 
their experience of the game. And it's about keeping new players. And so that's what I want to focus on. Uh, I think everything else is uh, quite well represented in game wormholes and and uh, and null sec, uh, high sec maybe not so much, but um, but I, I do think that uh, you know for the game to survive, we need to we need to look at the individual player uh, experience and and build on that and and um, make it something that encourage CCP to make it something that a new player coming in would want to stick stick with for a while. Yeah. Great. Good luck on your candidacy. Well, thank you very much.